0: On today's show we speak to someone that's been in the business for I cannot believe it more than 50 years. He's also someone I've worked with many times at many stations and in fact we work together at the same station at this particular time. His name is Phil Paliologos and he's going to be our guest today on Brian's Beat Radio Stories. Welcome to Brian's Beat Radio Stories, the twice-weekly audio chapters that bring you inside the radio biz. We talk about the strategies, along with somewhat straight talk and fun, and we try to find out the insights on where the industry is heading during the 2020s. I'm Brian, now a 5 decade radio veteran and the founder of Brian's Beat, the media company that produces the Brian's Beat talk show, commentaries, several podcast stories along with Brian's Beat on the street. You can find out more about me simply by going to briansbeat.com. Isn't this sweet? I get to interview you. Phil, welcome to the show, and I'd like to start out like I do most of the shows by finding out the one thing about your radio life, your radio biz,
1: that no one seems to know about. The year is 1967. The venue is the Hot Springs Hotel in Hot Springs National Park, Arkansas, and uh, there was the National Governor's Conference going on at the hotel. The Vice President came down to be the keynote speaker and they were not allowing any media into where he was speaking so of course you know being a 16 year old flapjack i um, got in with a small recorder in in the back of my pocket i yelled out at the right moment when he was walking by mr agnew mr agnew i'm a fellow greek and he stopped the Secret Service all around him. He reaches out, and he says, bring the young man over here. And my hand was shaking like this. And I, I just said, uh, I don't I can't even remember. you know, like, welcome to Hot Springs. I, it wasn't even an interview. I said, it's nice to have you here. And when I got back to the radio station, I was the big star. But instead of celebrating it like, you know, there was something magnificent in what I did, because I was the only reporter, only one to get any kind of comment, I went out and got drunk and I got fired. (laughs) Oh, wow. wow. I got fired because uh, when I started drinking, I started getting cocky. And then, you know, I told the owner of the station how, when, and where to put it. and Oh, yeah, that's what happened. And so I look back and not too many people know that story about the two Greeks, Agnew and Paleologus.
0: I can see this audio chapter is going to be interesting. Where did you get your
1: start? We were living in Washington Heights and moved to Hot Springs, which was a culture shock. I wasn't really accepted too well. I was a Yankee. I... Loved everybody of all colors. That didn't go well down there during the middle of segregation. I was, the way I am today, you know, really uh, outgoing. I like to hug. I was, so people would call me a queer. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I was not very much welcomed there in Hot, hot Springs, Arkansas. You Yankee, you love all them people. Well, you know what? They uh, gave me a tough time, Brian to I guess escape you know to find a place where I could make a difference one morning on a Saturday I remember I was walking downtown small downtown I mean it's a little downtown and I ducked into KZNG a.m. let's see what was it Uh, a.m. 1410 And that's how I got in. I, I, I went up to the uh, secretary and uh, said, you know, are you hiring? And I could hear somebody in the back say, tell him hell no. But you know what happened was after I started talking and whatnot, we did start a show for high school news called High Time. So there I was, a junior in high school, Hot Springs High, the same high school that President Bill Clinton attended a few years years before me. And so we did a one hour a week show on Saturdays sponsored by the uh, local Ford dealership. And it was all about, you know, high school uh, sports and events and what was going on.
0: Oh, my goodness. We're just getting started, Phil. But I'm wondering, after 52 years, have you ever considered quitting the business? None.
1: None whatsoever. None whatsoever, Brian. Wow. This uh, this is my life. It seems as though I got into trouble. I got fired from every single radio station I worked at. I never once left a station shaking hands saying, thank you so much for this opportunity. It was uh, either, you know, you're fired or, you know, when I went into work, the doors were locked. Phil, I'm listening to you and I can see that
0: you could easily say your highest high was meeting Spiro Agno and getting that, that key interview when you were 16 years old. And then on the same day, getting drunk and, and cussing out the boss and getting fired could be your lowest low. But I want you to tell me, what was your
1: lowest low in the biz? Mr. Barleycorn continued to be my partner, came to New Bedford, Mass., and uh, was doing the morning show. This is in the late 70s. New day on WNBH. Half the time I couldn't wake up because I was just so drunk the night before. It was just impossible. And so they fired me. They rehired me. They fired me. They rehired me. You know, it was back and forth, back and forth. I can give you some, you know, really funny stories about how I got rehired. But the serious part of this was that I had a huge problem with alcohol. It was ruling my life. It was ruining my life, and I remember at the time Paul Levesque was the GM, and he said, you know, Phil, you are probably one of the most talented drunks, and the word drunks was the thing that stuck out. It, it, it kind of like hit me in the heart, and I, I, that was the lowest because he said, you're fired, and uh, I'm not going to rehire you anymore, and that's when I, I said, you know, well, I better start doing something about this. But I never did until years later. Well, you
0: say you did nothing about it. If that's the case, what's the biggest takeaway from that experience? That it would
1: take more than just getting fired in order for me to turn the key in my head and make a decision.
0: Our guest today on Brian's Beat Radio Stories is Phil Paleologus. He has been in the business for 52 years, and he has seen quite a bit transpire over that 52-year period. Today...
1: Radio is mixed in with digital, and it's, well, like a podcast. You know, we never would have thought of a podcast back then. You know, when the FM first started out, they said it would never work. Radio today is a lot like it is in a completely different stratosphere, and where it's going is completely foreign to me. My only uh, respite is that I can still hug a microphone And communicate in that microphone. The stuff around it that is now modern day is. So foreign to me, I mean I, I'm a dinosaur in uh, an industry where you know I was once you know very, very happy and proud and you know I'd always be continually improving and getting better and whatnot today it's a whole different thing.
0: Where do you see the advertising pie going over the next several
1: years? So it's a great question because uh, the uh, small mom and pops are being absorbed by the corporations. Let's say you and I own. WXXX. And uh, we have a corporation come by and say, Phil, Brian, we have an offer for you for five million bucks. And we look at each other and say five million. The latest we could get was 500,000. So the small mom and pops just, you know, up and they sell out. These corporations have now taken over and uh, they, they now rule what uh, was once, you know, a fingerprint, In your community, no more fingerprints. There is like one large radio shopping center coast to coast. These actions are killing personality radio. That's why I do my morning show with a completely local slant to it. I don't take too, too much time to talk about the impeachment stuff or Washington or anything like that. I try to keep it with, uh, you know, the marching band that won an award and, you know, local events and local news because they can't get that from the larger stations, and at least I can offer that. Even though we're, a, I guess, a, a dying breed, they can still get that on my morning show. I don't know what it's going to be like in the future.
0: Besides don't, what would you like to say to the aspiring personality?
1: The first question I would ask that person is why? What is your motive for wanting to be that, to do that? And from the answer, you can tell whether or not they'll be able to withstand the storm, whether or not they'll be able to enter the field, because a lot of folks are in it for the ego, for uh, different reasons other than what uh, I think is Kind of like a traditional real reason and that is to make this a better world because there's a responsibility behind the microphone and if you don't take that responsibility and at least further uh, a goodness a little bit down the field then uh, you know i i think that getting into broadcasting has a different motive than why I, I did. So I think there's a real, real meaning and responsibility behind this, Mike.
0: This is audio chapter number three with Phil Paleologus and we'll have more Brian's Beat radio stories after this. Everybody knows health insurance premiums are sky high. Then they get clobbered with astronomical deductibles. I found a company that provides low-cost, great coverage options. They have a variety of very affordable health plans, all with no deductibles, and most prescription drugs are covered. Here's what happens when you use one of these plans. Everybody gets better faster and you keep more money in the bank. Why pay up the yin-yang in premiums than go broke from huge deductibles? Check for yourself at hbgnetwork.com, hbgnetwork.com. Do you see a day where instead of selling advertising, certainly in the business, it was basically selling radio time or, or sponsorship or time on the radio? Do you ever see a time where instead of selling advertising, the salespeople are selling some other service in order to generate revenue for a radio station or a radio group?
1: 100%. It's happening now and it's going to get worse in the future. If your radio sales rep or whatever they call them nowadays marketing specialist comes into your business or maybe just emails you and they do it that way, they're going to persuade you or convince you that there is a lot of people that they can reach through the digital format, through this format, through that format. And before you know it, all those other formats are before radio. And then radio is at the very end with maybe one sixth of the pie. So absolutely, you know, it's radio has changed Nowadays, I don't know whether or not the radio talent is going to really succeed anymore because they can get voiceovers and everything like that and do a show without a real talent. Nowadays, they can sound soundtrack it. I'm glad I'm where I am because I don't know whether or not I want to see what's going to happen with this industry 50 years from now. I don't know. I liked the way it was uh, that's the part that I'll always kind of treasure in my heart, those golden years. Some parting words, Phil? Parting word. Let me think. This is a tough question, parting word. Hmm. I think it, it would be know yourself, know who you are. It, it really is sad to see so many young people not know their direction. When you ask them, what do you want to be in college? You know, they, they say, I don't know. Know who you are know what your place is here on this earth know what your mission is know what you know you have to figure these things out early in life because it will separate you from mediocre what an excellent way to end the show phil
0: paleologus thank you for joining me on brian's beat radio stories thank you